spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Today on DC On Screen, Ewan McGregor is Black Mask. Wonder Woman 1984 gets pushed back seven months. Chris McKay updates us on Nightwing. And freaking John Wesley Ship is back as 90s Flash in the Arrowverse crossover, and so, 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 so much more. Right after this. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 514. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. How's your week been, man? Not bad. You getting ready? Yeah. Getting ready to be a papa? Yep. We're nearing it's coming the up. We near the moment. <laughs> Slowly encroaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, so, as far as I know, everything's like good to go in there. So I could get a phone call any day. And... Yeah, I was about to say, even if you, if even if it's the due date, it looks like it's less than a fortnight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm short a fortnight. Right. I'm going to mention that in the show notes <laughs> because apparently there's a really popular game called Fortnite. Just. <laughs> Squeeze that in there. We could use the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I officially started a new podcast. I hear. I hear. Yeah. I've mentioned it before that I w- that we were doing it uh, at the end of the show, but it is officially online. It's kicking with five full episodes. Star Trek Universe podcast. I'm doing the show with Matt Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He and I have been talking Star Trek for 30 years now. Mm-hmm. We finally moved it over to a microphone. Uh, having a lot of fun, still getting our bearings. This week we uh, talked about the new Star Trek uh, animated comedy they re- they announced, which uh, is being run by Rick and Morty writer Mike McMahon. Yeah, that sounded promising. That sounded really cool. Um, and of course we had to talk about how it might or might not fit into canon. Right. Uh, we talked about, ju- about a bunch of stuff. So uh, guys, if you love Star Trek and you can stand to hear me for, I don't know, another hour a week, I'd ask that you please go help us with our initial launch. Share it, download it, give it a good uh, review, good written reviews on iTunes. Even if you don't like Star Trek, actually, and you only want to hear me on this show, do it anyway. Just download them. Don't listen to them. <laughs> it'd be a real help. <laughs> Just phone it in, but it'd be yeah. much appreciated. Uh, speaking of iTunes, though, we got a really nice iTunes review this week. Oh, fun. From Lady Riley 713 She says, love it. This was the first podcast to make me genuinely excited for the next episode to come out. It's so good. Nice. Thank you. I I thank you so much. I can't help but think she clicked on the wrong podcast to review. Possibly. But we'll take it. <laughs> All right. A happy let's, accident. Let's get into some news, I guess. Break um, it down. Before we get into news this week, though, uh, I, w- I would like to let you guys know that Jason and I have finally gotten tired of everyone else having clickbait fun. So one of the stories from today's episode is fake. Fun stuff. Don't worry. We'll let you know at the end of the movie or TV news segment which one it is. What's really going to be fun if someone picks it up, like another news outlet picks it up. Yeah, yeah. Like when we when we least release the headers, we, we sometimes just throw it in there and see see if it goes somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not sure if I'm going to laugh or cry if it happens, but so it's an unlikely eventuality anyway. So, tears of joy. Yeah. <laughs> Box office is projecting that Aquaman is going to open at uh, forty to sixty million dollars, uh, but they actually usually project low. And I'm only mentioning it so you know to ignore box office and indeed any clickbait titles <laughs> touting projections two months out. Yeah. Just ignore the hell out of them, guys. Yeah. It's uh, it's not particularly useful information. No. Most of the time it's just garbage. More importantly, all the footage I'm seeing of it still looks fantastic, so yay. Yeah. Oh, and they're putting out a lot of those like TV spots and stuff. We're not even covering them. Yeah, but they, I didn't, they I didn't even cool. get to see I'll watch them all. every one of them. I just keep I, I keep seeing news <laughs> that there is one, right? and not yeah, being able to follow through on it. But I know they're out there teasing. Yeah, and I'm 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 actually excited about the movie, and I really hope it's I hope that's not right. I hope it's not forty to sixty million, because James Wan already has ideas for sequels. He says there's definitely stories, even with the world we've created, that you can actually see other storylines spinning off from. There's the Aquaman story, but then there's the stories of the seven different kingdoms as well. And I think those would be very fun to explore. Yeah. I think they might be. But um, what sucks is that we're going to have to wait so long. Because everybody else is going to get this thing before uh, before us. There's going to be... Like, the London red carpet premiere is November 26th. I know. Very jealous. And then everybody else is getting it, like... A week or two before us, yeah. here in the U.S. Like all we get is lousy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Stupid Thanksgiving. Stupid Thanksgiving. I have nothing to give thanks for this year. No. <laughs> I cut off my fingertips. I found out I'm diabetic, <laughs> and we don't get Aquaman before everybody else. I know. I know. And, and I, I, like we're gonna have a newborn, so I think I have to do all the cooking this year, so everyone can come over because that'll be slightly easier. I'm not mm-hmm. sure yet. I'm not sure, but I, I think I have to cook two meals. Yeah. Possibly. Damn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, on top of that, this week, uh, the sky rained blood. <laughs> and uh, it rained animal viscera down upon the earth. Did mm-hmm. you hear about this? No. Cattle cattle dropped dead, uh, inexplicably emaciated. Um, an angel of the Lord opened a seal. There were floods, earthquakes, locusts. Because uh, apparently Production Weekly announced that a Shazam is uh, going back to Toronto for two additional weeks of photography. Mm, that explains and, um, it. Yeah. That explains a lot. Say, hold your children tight. Yeah. Tell them you love them. Isn't there something about, like, you put something above the door seal and your firstborn will be okay? <laughs> In this case, if you place a previous yeah. movie stub from another DC movie, right. you, your, your household will be will safe. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. Just, um. Just sticky tape it up there. Right. <laughs> Right. Go put your, your ticket on the door, mm-hmm. on the door facing. Uh, Zack Snyder will, will jizz on your door and no, 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 that, that, I think bless it, your home. I think it means that he passes your home without, oh, okay. yeah, without teasing you about Snyder cuts. <laughs> uh huh. That's how you stay safe. Uh huh. If you look down and you have the Vero app, it's already too late. I know. <laughs> He's like, I have it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've looked at it in a very long time because I just don't want it anymore. I haven't either. Oh, so uh, over in Joker news, Joaquin Phoenix was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, whack job. Uh huh. He was arrested by a New Jersey police department for stalking and criminal trespassing mm. outside of the home of a Charlie and Melissa Collins. Hmm. So apparently they live oh. in a suburb. They're approximately 30 minutes from where the Warner Brothers Joker movie is uh, is being filmed. Collins uh, left his office around 9 p.m. and uh, said he was tired and I kind of cut a guy off. I didn't mean to. I was just pay- I just wasn't paying attention, you know. It happens. All of a sudden, this guy is following me and riding my ass, then slowing down and speeding past me just so he could slam on the brakes. I'm from New York, but this was a different level of, of aggressive. Hmm. And it was Mrs. Collins. Actually, who called the police on on Phoenix? Uh, she thought she saw a glimpse of a clown in her backyard. <laughs> this asshole followed the guy home. Uh, <laughs> they took they, the police showed up. They took Phoenix into custody. Um, he was still apparently in costume from filming earlier the day. Oh, um, <laughs> he said, uh, "I apologize for the distress I have caused their family." But I won't apologize for how I do my job. That feels right. 
<laughs> and they refused to press charges. That feels right. Somewhere, Collins. somewhere, Mark Marin read this and was like, "Oh God, like my first big screen gig, man." Ah, yeah. And Collins, he said, uh, they, he said that it was scary, but it's kind of an honor to be included <laughs> here. He says, "I respect his process as an actor." Nice. <laughs> Oh, man. It's a very, very understanding viewpoint. Yeah. He also yes, said he wasn't in any he was way... Hurt, really? But he wasn't in any way worried about the grenade and four loaded revolvers that were found on Mr. Phoenix at the time of Good his arrest. God. He says, that that's a lot of gunpowder. This movie's going to be freaking awesome. I think this guy needs to be checked. <laughs> he may just be right. It's- yeah. The, uh, but, uh, director Todd Phillips uh, thanks the family and the police for, quote, intervening before Joaquin's character study got out of hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Set full of so, enablers right there. Yeah. But it looks like they're still going. Like, Dante Pierre Olsen has been cast as young Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually recently started with uh, Joaquin Phoenix in You Were Never Really, the, uh, you were never really Here. And um, Which, that apparently did pretty well. Can, and uh, seven oh, other that? things. What's that? You were never really here. That's yeah. that's one of the more indie-sounding film names I've seen in a while. Yeah. It feels like another biopic about Bob Dylan, honestly. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Um. So this kid has only been in seven other things. But that's okay. He's a small child. Mm. He was also uh, in Jessica Jones. <laughs> You're allowed portrayed- to have a short IMDb at that age? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and and on Jessica Jones, he he played a character called Boy, Ooh. which was uh, I feel like it was pretty accurate. Big role. I remember him doing a good job as Boy. He got turned down for Man, but they said, "Well, we've got something else that might fit you." <laughs> Kid aims high. Yeah. Hey, look, um, man. <laughs> Just dress for the job you want out there. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Hodges uh, has been cast as Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, guy's been in a ton of stuff. He was uh, Bartholomew Rusk on Penny Dreadful. I don't know anything he's been in. Anything. Uh, we run into those guys all the time with casting news. Where yeah, it's I, it's just completely off my radar. I don't recognize the I name. T- I'll tell you this: as a fa- as a Batman fan, I will say this: he better be good, or I'm gonna go kick rocks. <laughs> I've seen his face. I don't know. I mean. I don't know. He looks like a guy. I've seen his face. That's all I've got. <laughs> um, now, uh, Shea Wiggum, um, first man in Bad Times at the El Royale star, Shea Wiggum. He is apparently talking about his role in Joker. He says, Bill Camp from The Night Of is one of our great actors. He's finally getting his due. He and I play two cops from Gotham PD in 1981 when the city was tough. We're investigating something that's just happened at the start of the piece. Uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of it, and it leads to where it leads to. You know, it's rare that I've been on a set where it feels like it crackles. It's pretty amazing. We're having a, we're having an experience on Joker. Uh, we're in the middle of it right now. It's intense. For me, it's as good as it gets. I'm flowing back and forth between television and film, and it's not lost on me to work with Joaquin and to see what he's doing. And Todd Phillips has put this amazing script together. It's the origin story. People haven't seen how the Joker becomes the Joker. And oh my God, man, it's incredible. It really is. I like the excitement. I like the excitement. We have seen how the Joker becomes the Joker several times. I don't expect him to get it. No. <laughs> I mean, we have. <laughs> in, in several various forms. But uh, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll tell we you something. multiple choice. While you were reading that off. Uh-huh. Th- this this guy you were just talking about, the Douglas, um, has... His IMDb starts in 1985. I literally didn't recognize a single line. Nah, me either. I, I don't even know why <laughs> I said I've seen his face. I think I have, but I, I can't tell you where. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. We just run we across this all the time. This guy's been working my entire lifetime. <laughs> this yeah. guy has been employed. And I've got nothing. It's like, how do you miss it? I don't know. I Dude, same time. Uh, me and my, my wife went to the same school, K through 12. I did not meet her until junior high. I mean, sorry, till like ele- uh, junior year. It's worse, mm-hmm. worse than that. We were literally in eleventh grade before I even knew she existed. Yeah, that's that's weird. That is. There's like three hundred people in our class, but still. Oh well, that's not so weird. Yeah, it was. It was a, <laughs> a sizable, sizable little group of youngins. Yeah, 
with that with that amount of people it's just like you know what uh, you basically just everybody around you are just you know like those cgi hippies from legends of tomorrow yeah at woodstock you know just kind of floating around in the background yeah it, you you just kind of wander through the hill through the halls with your own thoughts in mind and yeah you're not really They're paying not attention real until you need, until you notice like the five people you actually hang out with you don't see anybody yeah apparently uh my uh, my nephew he's in like a little kindergarten class mm-hmm. and they uh they do a thing where they take him on a field trip uh field trip to pick cotton mm-hmm. and um my grandmother did that like, to me once yeah yeah <laughs> And they're excitable because you get to pick the you get to pick and keep the cotton. So he's just got this little like thing of cotton that he carries around with him. He's so proud. This little but, like bloody thing of cotton or what? I mean, it's not bloody. <clears throat> he must have been more careful than I. That can be a very, <laughs> but very yeah, dangerous so, profession. So my my sister Ashley, his mom, uh, takes him, and this little boy goes, "Hey, Elijah's here," and. Uh, my my sister says Elijah, who who's that boy? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like apparently they've like gone over it, and he doesn't know like anyone in his class. Like he can name you any dinosaur known to man, but like <laughs> the closest he got to naming a ca- a, a, a classmate was he mm-hmm. pointed at a little girl and goes, I think her name is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> So for him and so many others, everyone else in the world is just a bunch of CGI hippies. Yeah, I I, I relate. I relate to him on that one. <laughs> I had a very like put my head down, please let me survive this day kind of experience with a lot of school. So yeah. So uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was pushed back seven months. I thought that was going to be the reason the eviscerated cow fell, but oh no, no. Was that the eviscerated lamb? <laughs> Strangely calm, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gal Gadot came out, said, super excited to announce that thanks to the changeling, changing landscape, we are able to put Wonder Woman back to its rightful home. June 5th, 2020. Be there or be square. Um, Patty then echoed the sentiment claiming that June 5th, uh, felt like home. Now, originally the movie was set for November 1st and I'm thinking, you know, Justice League came out in November. Mm-hmm. They probably don't want to get back into that territory. Not, not um, 11 of November game. Um, right. And at the same time, WB took Mark Wahlberg's $6 billion man off of the release schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention the fact that in 2019, we're going to get Shazam in April, Vertigo's The Kitchen in September, and Joker in October. Then in 2020, Birds of Prey in February, four months before Wonder Woman comes out. So I think this is a smart move. I agree. I think, and plus, like if they came out in November, they're going to be going up against Frozen 2 on November 27th. Then there's the Jumanji sequel, December 13th, then Star Wars, uh, episode 9 on the 20th. Ooh. Winter is winter is coming, and it's full. Yeah. Wonder Woman <laughs> needs to go back home to June, y'all. More, and WB knows it. At least this time they had the wherewithal to move it back. Yeah. Because the, like, the, the previous WB executive uh, mm-hmm. team, I, I, I fully expect it would have either just kept it there saying, no, this is what we said, we're going to do it, or... Um, mm-hmm. You know what? It's, we got a good cut, right? Yeah, let's move it to let's move it up. No. Yeah. No. And and let me, let me be clear here. I think that is the only reason Wonder Woman eighty four is being pushed back. It makes perfect sense, and I just uh, hope some <clears throat> graceless dipshit isn't out there perpetuating rumors that the seventh month delay is really for a ton of reshoots that would turn the new Wonder Woman into some kind of Flashpoint type reboot. Who would do such a thing? I don't know. Someone that no one should ever listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, big news today. Ewan McGregor is going to be Black Mask and Birds of Prey, man. Yeah, that sounds sweet. I've I'm seen him before. I know him. That's the most excited I've ever been about Black Mask. Yeah, that's actually... Well, no, that's not true. Uh, he was played in the video games by John DiMaggio. Or not in the video oh. games. I mean, sorry, in Brave and the Bold. But uh, mm. he's played somewhere by John mm. DiMaggio. I remember being excited, being very excited. Was that it? That's great. I understand. <laughs> but obviously, I'm not excited enough that I remember exactly where. I think it was Brave and the Bold, and I'm not. I okay. wouldn't be surprised if it's also the video games. I don't know. But I, I, don't, know. I don't feel like looking I, it up. Though, I'm either. not. It's not happening right now. 
It's John DiMaggio. He didn't show up anywhere. But I do feel yeah. you. This is pretty. This is mm-hmm. pretty sweet. This is pretty cool. Um, Black Mask is Roman Sionis. Mm-hmm. He leads the False Face Society gang. Mm-hmm. Um, killed his parents. Tried to take control of their corporation. Ran it to the ground. And um, pretty much blames everyone else for uh, the problems that he caused. Really targets Bruce Wayne a lot. And uh, in the comics recently, his mask has the technology that allows him to control the minds of weak-minded individuals. Um, yeah, sure. So, Why yeah. not? I have never been more sure that they're going to stick pretty closely to, to like how we visualize that character. You think they will? I, I do, because the white suit... That he's mm-hmm. often seen in, dude. It pops on camera. Looks good. Why mess with that? Okay. I think that I, I, it's. I think it's a solid play versus the black mat. Like, I think it looks good. Why mess with yeah. a good formula? They ain't gonna do off white or whatever they're gonna do. They're gonna put something on it, but I think it might stick to that. <laughs> and they're definitely not gonna like not have a mask because if you dumb that down, you have blackface. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Or if if it is, a bunch of people are gonna get fired, which will make so many people happy. Yeah. So uh, Kathy Yan though. Was at the U.S. Uh, or Yan, I guess. Uh, he was at the U.S. China Entertainment Summit um, in L.A. She was talking about Birds of Prey. She said a, quite a few things that were of interest. She says, mm-hmm. I couldn't put the script down. It had so much dark humor to it, which a lot of my work does. And there are themes of female empowerment, which are so strong and relatable. So I went in with, not with confidence, but at least a sense that I belonged in the room. That somehow, magically, in terms of timing and luck, that this opportunity was open to me. And I was definitely going to make the best of it. Um, she was asked if there would be Eastern elements. And she said, yes and no. The tone of the film is similar to that in my films. There is a half-Asian character, which was confirmed by Deadline to be Cassandra Kane, who in the comics is a mute martial artist a.k.a. Orphan or Batgirl at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Bang on when you find her. And our screenwriter, Christina Hodson, is half Chinese, and she's sneaking little bits in. And then she also confirmed that the movie will be rated R. That's a big thumbs up right there. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another piece of interesting news on Birds of Prey, though. Uh, Matthew Libatik has revealed that he is, uh, he is talking about being the, the cinematographer for Birds of Prey. Um. Well, explain his to me. filmography. Why do I know his him? filmography? He's done a, Stor- a Star is Born. He did Mother. He did Straight Outta Compton. He did Black Swan. He did Josie and the Pussycats, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Venom. Mm-hmm. So Liebetik said, I'm in preparation on a film currently called Birds of Prey. It's probably going to have a different title. I have zero feelings about that, really. I have positive feelings about that because I would much rather it be called something other than birds of prey. If it's not birds, if of it's not prey. properly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would you rather sirens or something? I, I don't care what they call it other than, I mean, I, don't, I really don't care if they, even if they call it birds of prey, but I do feel a little slighted if Barbara Gordon is an Oracle or at least in the birds of prey movie. You know what I mean? She's in the sense? universe. Hopefully they'll pull her in, but I know she's in the universe, but I think what happened is they don't want to put their precious Barbara Gordon into an R-rated film. That's what I think happened. Eh, I don't know. If, hopefully, uh, I would say hopefully we're not thinking that way, but maybe maybe we are. I don't know. I, I really <laughs> – Who? I don't care. I'm not okay. super attached to uh, Birds of Prey or Sirens or anything. I, I don't care what the actual title is, to be honest. Not one bit. All right. I've I've tried over time. I just just having trouble. I mean, it's not like I'm gonna like not see the movie or something. Yeah. Like I'm not going to like say this is bullshit and just like turn over a table or something. Yeah. But um, you know, it will bother me on some, you know, tiny level. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I'm gonna have that tiny level. It'll be all right. Uh, that's good for you, man. I'm I'm glad for you. It does my heart good. <laughs> Uh, so someone asked if uh, Nightwing was dead, and Chris McKay says, no, you're going to have to wait, though. Keep Pope alive. To paraphrase Dick Grayson, Nightwing lives, always. Mm, nice. I had been wondering about that recently, but I just... Yeah. Mm. It's hard to know these days, man. Well, you know, Titans is going on, so I don't. I think it is going to be a, a while. I don't think they're going to do Nightwing on Titans and Night, Nightwing in the movies, honestly. They might, and they might also just be kind of... Hanging back to see how it does on TV before they yeah. launch it. But I recently read that um, they're forty five million dollars at it. 
Titans had to fight to get Dick Grayson on that show. Well, they won the fight. That may be the important part. Mm-hmm. And they didn't just get him as Robin. They got him in a progression where he goes from Robin to Nightwing. Possibly, yeah. All right, so that's, that's it for our, our movie news. Oh. Um, what? By the way, Joaquin Phoenix was not arrested. No. That was the fake story. Yeah. It's hard to tell some weeks. Um, Yeah, hard to tell some weeks. Uh, there, there might be a little Easter egg in that story. I'd love for anyone out there to write us in and let us know what you think. Sure. Um, the, um, seriously, there, there will be weeks if we keep doing this where you, it may be hard to tell because some of the crap going on, it's just, it's, <laughs> we included this one it's this week because we actually wanted to uh, go ahead and, and do it before he actually got arrested. Yeah. There's no telling. <laughs> because if I read that headline somewhere, I'd have to fact check it and be like, oh crap, did they pick up our story? Oh no, that's real. <laughs> Oh, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the quote from Todd Phillips did not end with an emoji. <laughs> I didn't even include the emoji. As in the version I sent you. I know. <laughs> I thought I thought you were just laughing at what you wrote. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're not following us over to the DC TV news, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, DC on screen. DC on screen podcast. If you're looking for us over on Facebook, we have the uh, the DC on screen uh, podcast group. You can find us. Well, I'll put a link in the show notes. DConScreen.com for every episode is free. There's no excuse. <laughs> Except, hey, I don't like you guys. That's a pretty good excuse. Solid excuse. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I gotta expect you to listen if you don't like us. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Gotham fans should re- rejoice, I guess. Uh, I I kind of did. They did announce their premiere date was uh, Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. They also revealed that they are going to be getting two additional episodes. So it's going from 10 episodes to 12. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our original prediction. Actually, that's not true. We went with 13. But one of those will be two hours. So our original prediction. (laughs) I did wonder about that. Originally, they had said uh, it was going to be 10 episodes with two two hours. And now I guess we're just going to mm-hmm. have an extra long finale? Because why would you do the two hours anywhere but the finale? Uh, I, I don't know. I, the premiere, maybe. 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 That's the only other place I could make sense for it. But mm-hmm. still. So did you see this? Uh, did you see the the first official look at Gotham's Bane? Yeah. Steampunk Bane. <laughs> it was the first comment Man. I saw under that was Steampunk Bane. I was like, that eh, feels right. I think they nailed it here. Yeah, it was, I can walk away. I'm I'm confused. So many people online have been shitting all over this thing. And I don't know. He doesn't look like a giant luchador in a tank top. He does not. Um, and thank it, God. It fits Gotham's aesthetic. It's just, I kind of looked at it and went, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, that was I'm mostly what of, I went through. Right. You know, I looked at it and I kind of laughed just because it, <laughs> they're like right out of the gate. What it looked like to me was, uh, you know, Adam Kubert drawing in an uncanny X-Men in the 90s or something, or an X-Men book in the 90s. Yeah. Some, like, giant leather jacket, shoulder pad thing with, or, or Rob Liefeld, even. Uh, Why well, drag Kubert into this mess? I mean, <laughs> you know, he's, he's stuck to the designs, but... <laughs> I mean, it's like giant shoulder pad... You know how, like, every hero back then, like, had, like, a leather jacket on, and the leather jacket was always open, so you could see their, like, giant chest, yeah. whether it be male or female. Yeah, you've got you've to see that. They had the shoulder pads, they had, like, the weird little mechanical mask that was just a bunch of little, like, squares and rectangles, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. science. Yeah, that's how you use science. Yeah, and, um... <laughs> giant diodes that you can pants. see from 45 feet away. That's how you use science, man. And he's got like the, the he's got the quaff, the hair quaff, mm-hmm. like the uh, the Jim Lee <laughs> top of his head is not covered by the mask quaff. Yeah, looks very nineties Marvel. The, honestly, this drawing is sponsored by a hair product quaff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, sponsored by quaff, it's nothing but a queef. I, I do not. Yeah, I I don't have that much emotional investment in costuming, so this isn't. Like, I saw it and kind of thought, I'm not sure I would have done that. But, man, I'm, right. I'm not, I, like you said earlier, I'm not throwing a table. It's fine. It'll be all right. We'll 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 live. Yeah. But I it don't... did, in a way, it did fit the fact that Gotham from, like, episode one has been timeless. 
as in it, you you can't period place it. Mm-hmm. They make sure of it. That's like, a good point. Like the 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 cars are old, but some yeah. of the computers are are, are young, and so the the mm-hmm. cell phones are kind of all over the place. Everyone's still got landlines, but their cell phones everywhere, and we don't know where that leaves us because that's good twenty years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm sure there's a I bunch mean, of fashion stuff that plays into what I'm saying, but I don't know the nuances of that. I'll be honest. I don't think he looks any worse, really, than Tom Hardy in Dark Knight Rises. I, no, not, not worse nor better, frankly. I mean, yeah, it, it was similar choices there. They used technology instead of a luchador mask and just a couple of, you know, like a backpack full of drugs. <laughs> but all the technology was up front and on the face. <laughs> Like, I mean, it looks like he's got little gauntlets or something that could inject him with venom. I don't, I don't know. I, something I'm like confused that. why everyone's holding on to this luchador thing. Because it right is on. a big thing iconically. Like when you think of him, you see that. Like I, I swear, in the yeah. comics, when you when you see his little his little bubble that he's begun talking, you see mm-hmm. a little bit of luchador mask in the top left. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I know. I get it. I do. But um, I know it's just it's just not. Not that deep when it comes right down to it. Yeah. I'm going to care way well, more about if they screw up his character. and uh, There's no way to screw up the character because the, Gotham does what it wants with his characters. I know. I know. But they do like they like messing with the core of a character. They don't, they rarely just take the core of a character and completely eviscerate it and do something new. Mm-hmm. They they do like messing with your original idea, which I appreciate. I don't, okay. I don't like a completely fresh interpretation where you just decide to put a name on something because we can. It's not as fun. Yeah, that always bugs me. Like, what, what, what are you getting me excited for? This isn't the thing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the that's it's how the I feel with birds of prey. Of like saying, like, how do you spell your name? R N Z Y W X A D S. How do you pronounce uh-huh. that, John? Right. That's the equivalent. That's for how. Me. F- yeah, that's how I feel about birds of prey. <laughs> don't give me a thing that it's not. If you're don't give me a name and get me excited for it, and then it's like you know, in your Harley case, at Quinn least, and like a couple of other girls. Yeah, in your case, at least, it was. It's been years now since they said we're thinking about a Birds of Prey. Before you really knew who the cast was, you got excited about, oh crap, Birds of Prey. Yeah. No, maybe yeah. not. Maybe very much yeah. not. So uh, Gotham has now casted Once Upon a Time star Jamie Murray. Uh, she was uh, also in Dexter. That's where for I people who watch better shows. <laughs> um, I, I can she's gonna be I'll a rec- second that one. Yeah. Once Upon a Time is garbage, dude. Um, but yeah, Jamie Murray. She was. Uh, she's. She's going to be in Gotham. Recurring role. Teresa Walker. She was solid in Dexter. She's going to be a principal nemesis to Jim throughout the season. And uh, as citizens of Gotham are wont to do, harboring a dark secret about her past. Mm -hmm. That's all we know. It's a right of citizenship to Gotham. Right. (laughs) Can I have your full full name, please? Age, address, photo ID, and what's your giant secret that you won't tell anyone? Mm. I won't tell you. Perfect. You'll fit right in. (laughs) You're going to be great. What's mine? I killed a baby when I was four. Oh. <laughs> you are going to have to go somewhere else. May I recommend Bloodhaven? <laughs> out, of curiosity, out of curiosity before you go, why did you kill the baby? It looked like a rotisserie chicken. Ah. You know what? You might do fine here. Come on in. <laughs> we'll direct you to Arkham. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you Arkham. You're going to end up here at some point. Yeah. I'm going to advise you to head to that district. Pick out a code name, and I'll see you in a couple years. <laughs> Batman is rotisserie. He's at it again. Yeah. <laughs> he calls himself the swirling chicken. I know, but I like rotisserie more. Holy baby on a spit, Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, that got back to dark pretty quick. <laughs> Yep. Now that we've cracked ourselves up. <laughs> Batman punches him, knocks him out. That should pacify him for a time. Oh. All right. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm done. Oh. Over on Pennyworth. <laughs> keep, keep going. Power through. Um, power through. Power through Pennyworth. Pennyworth. They have cast That's gonna Jason us very Fleming. <laughs> They've cast Jason Fleming in a villain role. He will be playing Lord Harwood, an upper-class Englishman who is cultured, urbane, brilliant, and supremely sure of himself. He's sadistic, cruel, and uh, has a veneer of charm. He is known for roles in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Clash of Titans, 
uh, Clash of the Titans, and uh, he was a Zazzle in X Men First Class, and um, I don't remember him Mm-mm. from any of these things. Nothing. Um, no, no knock on him, but no. Dave's tone speaks for both of us. <laughs> there just there's there just hasn't been a moment yet where I'm excited about this damn thing. I don't care about I've Pennyworth s- yet. What's sad is like I've seen most of this most of the stuff this dude's been in. I don't remember him. I forgot that Azazel was in X Men First Class. I've seen it. I, I'm sure I must have known that that happened. I don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm afraid I have a similar reaction, though I am excited for the for this show. Uh, Swamp Thing. They've cast Walking Dead actress uh, Gerald Prescott as Madame Xanadu. Now, I did remember seeing uh, her. Pre- it's up. Prescott played uh, Jacquee, maybe? Is that nah, how you say know. that? Uh, but um, in Swamp Thing, Madame Xanadu is a centuries-old uh, sorceress who finds herself reluctantly drawn into battle against the escalating supernatural forces plaguing a small Louisiana town. She's a blind fortune teller, magical crusader, uh, and her heart is in the right place despite her unorthodox methods, mm-hmm. the fight against evil. I am, I am so excited about Swamp Thing, man. Yeah. I'm so down with yeah, that. Yeah, it so far. You know what else I'm excited about? What's that? Like, this is the most excited I've been all week. I like it. John Wesley's ship. Is back oh, as '90s yeah. Flash in the crossover, yeah. And I'm assuming he's going to be like the '90s Flash because if it's just like Jay Garrick decided to update his costume, wink, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> it's going to ruin that crossover for me. Like my fan entitlement is going to like f- like fly through the roof along with my blood pressure. I, I actually and I get it on that one. I, I because they've they've given us so much because so Kate much Maine has Flash. really. Kate Maine, yeah, she put that. Oh my gosh, man! That costume looks exactly like it did in the nineties. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it looked good. Like, did my heart good to see that thing, man? And they've taken pictures with Stephen Amell and 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 with with uh, Gustin and with Amell and Gustin mm-hmm. and just nineties flash all over the place, man. I'm so excited about it. Like. I feel like I didn't waste my time finally watching that '90s <laughs> Flash show. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a rough watch. Honestly, I wanted that to be better, it, but it was a rough watch. I, I I remember it more fondly than I than I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved him though. Yeah, he was good. And I'm I'm you know I'd be lying if I said I don't want to see Tina and Julio. Oh, good old Julio. Good old 90s I wanna... sidekick Julio. Yeah. Before he was a blind man on Becker. Yeah. <laughs> I just recall him from a couple of shows. Is like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then that's all I got. Never a bad that guy, but yeah. Before he was Mr. Turner's teacher friend on Boy Meets World. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Back into one of your areas of secret expertise. Oh, yeah. 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 If, any, if anybody listening wants to talk Boy Meets World, man, I'm I'm down. Anytime, any day. I've seen everything. Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Wake him up. 3.30 in the morning. Hit him up with a question. He'll be happy to talk about it. You don't even have to give me a question. You can just send me a message that says hosiery. I'll know what you mean. Because <laughs> you know what? They want you to take the roles. Right. Anyway. Um... <laughs> They revealed the uh, the monitor from the crossover, um, La Monica Garrett playing uh, Mar Nouveau or Novu, mm-hmm. the monitor. Um, what do you think, man? Uh, so far, I'm in. Uh, he looks pretty bad. Nah. Like I honestly thought the set pictures looked better than this. <laughs> really? <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely did. Like the set pictures are like it looks like he's just like kind of hanging out, smoking a cigarette or something. I didn't but see the set pictures at all. This thing, like, it's a thing they do. It's it's kind of a thing they do where like their official their official pictures kind of look awful. Like I think part of it is like not even the outfit or anything. It's just like the big cheesy planet and the like nebulas and stuff behind them. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't really have a problem with this. I, I, okay, I'm looking at the set photos now. I get it. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I think it looks better in the set photos a little bit, but uh you know, I'm 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 going to be completely honest with you. I don't know what that giant book is he's holding. That part confused me more than anything else. Like I just don't remember and um my best guess is it is the actual uh is an actual copy of Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
<laughs> that would yeah that would be fantastic but i think the the actor couldn't actually hold the 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 book that is actually christ on infinite earth so they just scaled it down a little bit <laughs> possibly now the way i hear it on set the actor is just freaking giant so yeah Stephen amell has, has spoken quite a bit about how imposing he is <laughs> yeah. especially in a big old wide-shouldered costume like that yeah Mhm. Mhm. But yeah, I would I would love it if uh if someone a little more uh a little more uh, knowledgeable, someone a little more uh learned than we are would say, "Hey, you know what that book is?" You know? And if you tell me it's a cookbook to serve man, I'm going to be pissed. There's a There's a version of him where he I forget which crisis it's in. I think um I think Infinite Mm-hmm. It's got to be infinite or final. I don't know. I've, I'm blanking on that right now. But there's a version of him where he can't quite remember who the hell he is. <laughs> okay. And like keeps having visions of his old life. Like maybe it's just a sketchbook of his old. Hmm. It's a sketchbook of his old. Yeah, it's just him walking around <laughs> with his like portfolio. Yeah. That's funny. I'm not sure you're meaning it to be funny, but it sounds it's, funny. It, yeah, it, it essentially is. Oh no, I did find some someone. Someone suggesting that it was the Book of Destiny, a.k.a. Book of Souls, a.k.a. Book of Destiny. Okay. Whoever this is over at uh, Comics Beat. Like, The Crisis on Infinite Earths, I've read it once. I've read sections of it multiple times, but I've read it once many years ago in college when, you know, I allowed substances to enhance my experiences at times. (laughs) College Dave may have thought... This was a perfect, perfect book mm-hmm. to have an enhanced experience with. I'm not sure College Dave was wrong about that. Um, College Dave may have enjoyed several frappuccinos and scones while he enjoyed Crisis on Infinite Earths. Of course, Earths. yeah, naturally. <laughs> the, um, yeah. I, All I'm that not to say, sure. I might not remember it very well. Yeah, I'm not sure you're wrong about the experience part of it. Mm-hmm. And it was—it's such a convoluted situation there that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe your memory's better left slightly impaired, right? <laughs> slightly suspect. I will say though, if he had a giant book in that story, enhanced Dave may have looked at it and said, "I bet that book is this book," and his mind would have been blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be. So uh, you know what that. That could actually be a real thing, though. It could be. It could be fun what they're doing with that book. Now that you mention it, it if it is the the Book of Destiny, it's it's just the tome of everything that ever is and shall be, right? So, mm-hmm. and uh, the set photos at this point are telling us that we're not just visiting like one else world and telling a story. We're going all over the place a little bit, mm-hmm. probably. So, wouldn't they need kind of a guide, maybe say a monitor on that journey? Hmm, that sounds good. You know, now that I'm looking at it, it actually does look more like an accordion-style folder. It's probably just his tax returns. Just Which are going to be very complicated. Right. For that many... <laughs> that many universes worth of... Yeah, that's going to be rough. Probably has a lot of I-9s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of receipts. Yeah. Anyway. I like how Kirby-esque the outfit looks, though. I feel like they stuck pretty true there. The hair's pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. They, on point. they stuck to it, man. I'm down. I, I mean, I dug it. I get. I, I do get what you're saying. The I'm picture down. looks a little. I mean, it looks a little cheesy. I guess. I mean, kind of it, what you're it looks like it looks like the VHS cover of Meteor Man. That's what a it looks bit, like. Yeah. I mean, not even close to that far, but yeah, I get what you're saying. And I say that before realizing that Robert Townsend Meteor Man has been on Black Lightning. <laughs> yep. Kind of a lot this season. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, man. It is what it is. Oh, so uh, a lot of people were wondering why Jesse L. Martin was uh, sitting down a lot in the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. It's just been released that he's taking a medical leave of absence from The Flash. He hurt his back during the hiatus. Yeah. Someone brought that up to us on the group, and I kind of thought, yeah, it looked weird to me, too. Yeah. But, um, and if, you know, I want him to be okay. Yeah, back injury. Those things are rough, man. Like, uh, 
you know this from personal experience. There's a point I do, I do, in yeah. your life, pre and post your first real back injury. Like, because mm-hmm. your back is such a complicated system. I think you, mm-hmm. you, like, you live life and you never think about it. And then there's that moment. And then that's all you think about. I mean, not all, obviously, but it's a daily concern every day after that moment. Uh-huh. But sure is. I, I honestly think like the the term maximum medical improvement applies to back injury. I, like for most people, I, I don't know. I think it's the, I mean, the most relevant use of that term. Mm-hmm. So I feel for him because he's looked so damn virile. We've we've seen him, you know, apply law and order for decades now. Right. <laughs> Just killed it as Joe. Uh-huh. Just killed it. Knocked it right out of the park. Knocked it mm-hmm. into another county's park and then over that fence too. Right. I do hate you. Uh, I want to. I want to hug him. That would hurt. Don't do that. I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. But I want to. Yeah. I want to tell him. Oh, Joe. My Joe. And he'd say, "My name's Jesse." I said, "Joe." Shh. <laughs> Joe. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> David Dustmalshian, uh, as T's returning for uh, for Abracadabra in the hundredth episode, he says the Flash is creeping up on their one hundredth episode soon, and I think Abracadabra should show up and finally teach old Barry a lesson for once. I think he needs to bring the hammer down on him. That's another show that's shrouded in secrecy. So even if I knew something, I couldn't tell you anything. Or I would have to wave my magic wand and make your memory melt and forget about it. So we'll see. But here's hoping. Uh, Meanwhile, Tony Todd at an MCM Comic-Con told fans that the 100th episode of The Flash will have speedsters returning who want a piece of of Harry, of Barry. Hmm. Too many Aries on this show. There are. There are a lot. So uh, looks like we'll be getting a little abracadabra and a little bit of uh, all the other speedsters. Makes sense. I like it. Little, uh, little uh, rogues gallery show off. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, I miss I miss Snart. I want Snart. Don't don't rule him out if we're if we're going this this hard. Don't rule him out. I know he said he was done. <laughs> I'm just saying people say thing they're done with things all the time. I swear I've looked up and seen Celine Dion's retired like 14 times. Oh yeah, Mick Jagger too. I've but Snart's another one. Yeah, Snart's another one. I just I just want to hug him. Mm-hmm. Just want to hug him and. Tell him I still love him, even though he's a cranky, flamboyant little thing. Yeah, over prison breaking now instead of icing things over like he damn well should be. (laughs) Damn your schedule. (laughs) I don't don't know how he had to leave because of prison break, but Mick Roy didn't. I don't know. I love them both. I just want to be friends with them. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what happened to... uh, what happened to to make him publicly retire from the show and that character? But and I'm not trying to just kind of hold out hope or anything. I just if they're getting that many villains together, they they might really go out of the way to make sure he shows up one more time. Oh yeah, yeah. Bring on your cold theatrics, sir. Bring it. But your doing the back of my head and call it idiosyncratic <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> I do. I miss the hell out of that guy. And yeah. it's funny because when you when you go back and you look at the old episodes, he didn't really do it that much. <laughs> yeah, he didn't talk like that quite as much at all. Like he leaned just, in. He leaned in. Yeah. He leaned in hard. Yeah, it was good. And then he leaned in and kneeled. <laughs> it was at it a certain point at the near the end of Legends. He was planking. He was just falling right over onto it. <laughs> so yeah. Supergirl has Supergirl has cast uh, James Olsen's sister. Uh, Jane the Virgin actress, Aziz Tesfai, I guess that's how you say that. Um, Kelly Olsen, an intelligent, insightful woman who spent time in the military in order to pay for medical school. Having recently discharged from the military, Kelly is currently finishing her training as a psychiatrist and is described as having a large heart and caring deeply about others. I hope that's not medically. (laughs) 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 She has a large heart. That's why she was discharged from the military. Yeah. And then they're confused later about why we misunderstood. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I guess that does have a double <laughs> meaning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds like um, since she's a psychiatrist, she's going to be able, and she knows James, she's going to be able to really dig in and have some good, powerful sit-downs with James and be like, what up, dude? Why I'd just so like sad? it if, if she immediately walked in and had like <laughs> one conversation with Kara and was like, that, that girl's Supergirl. Yeah. What, what What? What? do you mean? You know too, don't you? You know, 
That would be fun. Yes. I haven't. I haven't. All right. This is this is sad, but I'm sorry. I haven't heard about her casting. I do not know her. I have never I seen either. her before, to my knowledge. I don't but watch that. As Jane soon the as Virgin. you said Jane the Virgin, I was like, I don't like her. <laughs> and here's the worst part about that. Here's why I'm such an asshole for saying that. I've never uh-huh. seen an episode of Jane the Virgin. What I have seen is probably around 450 freaking minutes of Jane the Virgin just from watching the interstitials or the commercials for CW. Right. And it looks awful. It, it does not look like something I was going to follow up on. But it, yeah. I, it's been shoved down my throat so hard that when I hear it, 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 I, I, it triggers an angry reaction from me. Yeah. It's not her fault. I'm not actually going to hold that against her. I just, just externalizing what I realized I was doing internally. Oh, you know, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's fantastic. But um, when they brought the star from Jane the Virgin over onto the show for just a second, for like an episode or two, mm-hmm. I, I think I was. It may have been my least favorite episode of the so of the show. I didn't laugh. I don't think once in the entire episode. I thought that was New Girl. No, it wasn't. Was it not? Was it Jane the Virgin? Well, I mean, they did a crossover with New Girl, oh. but the actress who plays Jane the Virgin... Oh, just was, her, her did a physical appearance. Okay. Yes. Okay. She did a guest spot on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And immediately you just had the, yeah, the, the same chemical yeah. reaction that... Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Visceral foaming at the mouth. <laughs> just. You know, I've seen every episode. I didn't... I don't know if I even caught it. That's how much it's I actually best. don't care about the visceral reaction that I'm claiming to care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, Teen Titans. You remember the old animated show? Yeah. Teen Titans? Yeah. That yeah. Everyone's pissed off because it never got an ending and they replaced it with Teen Titans Go, kind of? Yeah, because Teen Titans went. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Teen Titans Go is going to have a, little, uh, a movie called Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Oh, Lord. Yeah. They're just trying to swallow the fourth wall. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm all right with Teen Titans Go. Yeah, I wish Teen Titans had had an ending, but I, I like Teen Titans Go. It's a different kind of thing. It's a different kind of age group. But you know what? I'm I'm a 35 year old man sitting there laughing at Robin fart jokes. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I and like Teen you Titans Go. Those, those waffles, cyborg. That, it's one of those things that I've never had time to sit down and and go through. And I I can live with myself on this. It's fine. But every time I have sat down and watched it for a couple seconds, I've enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. The other day, I sat there and waited forty five min- forty five minutes for chicken and waffles in a restaurant that had a total of seven customers in it. Uh huh. And the only reason I survived the experience without absolutely losing my shit was because a my wife wanted chicken and waffles, and b <laughs> across across the restaurant on a, on a television there there was Teen Titans Go, and they had the captions on, so I could actually read what was happening. Uh huh. And that got me through it. Yeah, I mean, if you're not like... Honestly, not exaggerating here. Seriously, I would have left. I would have left that restaurant like 15 minutes into that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about Teen Titans Go is, you know, there are a lot of fans out there who were just either angry over Teen Titans being canceled, or they are one of those fans who can't enjoy a comedy version of DC stuff because DC is supposed to be dark and edgy and we can't have comedy and things. Those are out there, but... The, and uh, I think uh, the, the majority of the people that have ever seen it and didn't immediately just change the channel because they weren't interested mm-hmm. thought, eh, it's charming. It makes fun of itself. It's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I've seen every episode or anything, uh, but, you know, I, I don't. It's so easy to get wrapped up in, in an idea of what something is. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the funny part about it to me is every every person I've ever talked to that said like, oh, fuck, you know, fuck Teen Titans Go. Why? Because Teen Titans was good. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You're not judging it on its own merit. You're judging it because it replaced a thing you left. Okay. And look, to be fair about Teen Titans, it was good, but it wasn't like Batman the Animated Series or Justice League good. Was it Young Justice good? I've never seen an episode. Absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. Not even Young Justice to... is way better. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. Nobody likes their show to be, like, canceled on a cliffhanger. I myself am pissed about that. Hopefully they'll... Uh, I'm pissed in principle. That's just yeah, not hope- something you should do to people. <clears throat> Absolutely. Hopefully they'll be able to uh, turn that around in some way. Or maybe have a, a, a little movie or something 
maybe they'll learn to work together and then the the original teen titans will like go back to their universe or something and they'll have like a little movie and and wrap it up and all that crap that'd be awesome if that happened i'd be oh, down at walmart wait, hold on. buying that complete series right now i'm i'm pretty sure you just told me something like that was happening no, they said that if Teen Titans Go did well, that there might be a possibility. But, you know, I think it did do pretty well. And they oh, teased it. the Teen Titans finding a way back in the end credits for Teen Titans Go the uh, Teen Titans Go to the movies. Mm-hmm. So this is just them coming back and saying, like, yep, we're going to do a little movie, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. And it's coming out in 2019 sometime. Warner Brothers has confirmed it. Mm. But, yeah, maybe they'll do, like, a, a proper... Because I don't, I don't think they're going to do... They're going to wrap up Teen Titans... In a Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans movie. I think this hey, is like... it's better than nothing. It would be better than nothing, yeah. That is something to consider. I saw so many... Uh, like Right after the Teen Titans Go movie came out, I saw several articles that complained about Teen Titans Go has to be dark, and why do they have to go dark, and blah, 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 blah. And a couple of them referred to the after the credits scene, and I just kind of moved past, because... Yeah. Sometimes you just blur your eyes and go na 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 na, and just move past a headline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this explains it, though. It, it, it's, it, you brought in a darker version of the universe, so you couldn't just have the happy-go-lucky thing. And and still, that was enough for clickbait. Uh huh. Enough chum for the water. So, um, I'm gonna move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reign of the Superman, uh, January 29th. That's when that's coming out. Which we're woefully DC, behind on. DC Universe animated movie. We're way behind on. Uh, we may or may not have a, a canned episode reviewing Flashpoint floating around mm-hmm. that will get released eventually, probably after you have a child. Probably immediately. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we will eventually get to all those animated movies. We will. Exciting news, though. If you go back to our uh, our Joker casting episode, and if you're a longtime listener, you know that I've been I've been. Chanting toward the heavens for this forever. The Harley Quinn, DC Universe Harley Quinn animated series has brought on Alan Tudyk to play the jo- the Joker. Yeah. Wash and on Firefly. I, I did read that headline. And part of me, every time I read a headline, is skeptical. Sure. But some part of me uh-huh. saw it on a site that I trust, so I didn't worry about it so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I read it in harmony, as though three different voices were reading it with like a, ha, 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 you know, kind of, <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh-huh. So he's also playing Mr. Nobody in the live action Doom Patrol series uh, on DC Universe. Love that guy. Yeah. Just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know how, how great this episode is that I get to announce that Alan Tudyk is playing the Joker on Harley Quinn. It's a big deal for you. I, I understand. I'm happy. That John Wesley's ship is coming back as 90s Flash. Yeah. I mean... Those two things alone. Yeah. Those two things alone, Jason. Yeah, that's that's Ugh. a big it's a big get. That is. What a week. Yeah. I've seriously never seen Alan Tudyk's face and thought, oh, no. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time. I was watching uh, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and somewhere in the middle of the movie got very bored with the premise and saw mm-hmm. him and went, oh, well, there's something. Mm-hmm. And then his character kind of came and went in about, I don't know, Feels like three minutes worth of screen time and thought, oh, well, that was, well, that happened. There's a, uh, there's a movie called Wonder Boys with mm-hmm. Michael Douglas and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. And for, for a very brief second, for about two, two to four minutes in that movie, uh, Michael Douglas requires a ride and winds up getting one from a, uh, a hapless janitor, a baby Alan Tudyk. I like it. I love that movie, but that might be my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) I just like seeing him. I'm like, oh, baby tunic, baby wash. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you, man. Do make good choices. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what his Joker is like. Like, I hope it is some combination of, of Alpha from Dollhouse and, his character from uh, Death at a Funeral. It's actually a good point. That's uh, if if anyone was wondering why would you cast this guy, or you didn't know who we were talking about, much as we don't know who some people are talking about all the time. Uh, if you're just wondering why why that guy, uh, just just look up his character from Dollhouse. Yeah, just find his character's a clip. name is Alpha. That is a spoiler if you haven't seen Dollhouse, but it doesn't matter. 
It'll be okay. I knew I knew from the I I had reports that Alan Tudyk was going to be in the show and um I knew it all along that he was going to be alpha. It does ruin a twist in the show if you don't know that. I knew it. It was still brilliant. It was still beautiful. Amy Acker is whiskey. I mean, they they could have been Joker and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dollhouse is fantastic. Anyway. Yeah. That was uh highly underrated little piece of piece of show there but yeah if you find any single clip and especially the clip of like it i want to say you could almost search uh alan tudyk alpha scalpel and just see what happens maybe it's hard to find any any dollhouse clips with alpha <sighs> i believe it but hell watch the series it'll be worth it for you enjoy yourself. it is it's, it's two short seasons uh you know it actually it wraps up it has an ending yeah they knew it was ending serious ending um, like like a slow fuse burning, and then the whole thing explodes in the last episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, there's plenty I don't before. Know that I agree with you. There's plenty before that, but the, oh yeah, that last episode is a lot. I would, I would, I would say give it, give it until episode six because the first five you're gonna be like, this is procedural shit, and I don't care, and then you're gonna care. You're gonna care, care a lot. <laughs> like Netflix you're is gonna, gonna ask, are you still watching this? And you're gonna be like, yes, Netflix. Damn you. You're not. Damn you! To be fair, I don't. I don't think you'll say this is procedural shit. You're gonna be like, I like some of these characters, but I hope it picks up soon. Oh, what? Yeah, that's actually about. Yeah, that's about where I had it. I just looked at it. His IMDb has him listed. In, it's like Harley Quinn, episode one point one. What does that mean? It's not guaranteed, but sometimes that means he's like in the the, the first episode. That maybe this is gonna be like a up front. We're gonna get a little bit of him there. Hmm. Already a series I'm super excited about. Yeah, I'm down. This was just, I mean, this was icing on the cake. They they had me a couple weeks ago when they released that little uh, short for New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. They they had me hook, line, and sinker. This is fantastic. This is like, if you pulled me in and, and I got in and I was still on the string, I'd be like, that's cool, it's cool. I'll pull the hook out for you, uh, sharpen your knife, and lay down in the, the, the ice bath myself. We're good. Yeah. I mean, this is like, everybody complained about Wonder Woman 1984 having to wait another seven months. I'm like, dude, I have to wait for like a year for Harley Quinn. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have other issues, DC fans. We have to wait like a year to see Harley Quinn the animated series. We haven't seen a moment of Swamp Thing yet. What do you want? Is there uh, plenty of stuff to fill your time? All right. I think we're done, man. Do you mm-hmm. have anything else? Mm-mm. All right, guys. Uh, Twitter, DC on screen, Instagram, DC on screen, Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash DC on screen podcast, DC on screen.com for every episode. Please. If you like Star Trek and you want to listen to me rattle about it with Matt, Star Trek, ucast.com. It's also an iTunes, Stitcher, Google play and Spotify. Uh, like I said, we we're shameless. Go give us fake reviews. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with that. It's fine. I've made peace with my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> The word podcast isn't in the Bible anywhere. You're fine. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, any support you'd like to throw our way, especially if it's honest, is appreciated. And uh, we'll we'll probably be back next week, right? We're going to be back next week, right, Jason? I mean, yeah, short of uh, short of God knows what, yeah. Okay. Just look, promise me look. that short of God knows what, we'll be back next I, week. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try. And there's a good chance of it as precedent. I literally, if you remember a couple of years back, I, I literally got married. The next day did a couple of like finale reviews with you. Uh-huh. uh-huh and then uh-huh. went on my honeymoon. Yeah. Clearly we're going to try. Yeah. Life and events. I tried to do that when I, I tried to do that when I got married, but there was like no reception and the Wi-Fi was broken. <laughs> yeah. You went to the freaking hills, man. <laughs> It was the nice hills. I, I, you were in a place where, like, I think if you had the strength to bend the pines of the trees in different ways, you might have picked up like old, uh, better reception, like old rabbit ears or something. But mm-hmm. no, you were, you were off somewhere. Where, like, if yeah. we had never heard from you ever again, I, I'd have been like, "Where did he go again?" And somebody would have said, "Like, oh, we went here." Oh, <laughs> God, why? He got et by the Sasquatch. Why did he do that? It was a Sasquatch, guys. You're just asking to die in unknown circumstances if you go to that area. <laughs> the closest store to us, no lie, was a dollar a dollar general that didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, that sounds right. 
And like, and later I was going to stop at that Dollar General when they were air conditioning and ask after you, and they were going to be like, oh, he went up there, he got it. Uh-huh. I'm sure he got it. They all get it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why anybody, anybody fills up the tanks in this area. I only need about, <laughs> only need about four gallons to get the last thing you're ever going to see. Oh, uh, no. You, there was no filling up the, t- the gas in that area. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had You had to drive like 35 minutes just to get to an area with gas stations and, and stores. Oh, that's rough. It was just like, you could drive 15 minutes and get to the Dollar General, and then you had to drive like another 15 minutes to get to real stores. Were you like required to read Walden's Pond while you were on your honeymoon? No, but I did watch a lot of HGTV. That's, ah, so somehow that makes sense that that's still what reaches into that area. (laughs) I mean, it was... (laughs) HGTV and uh, like suicidal amounts of sickness. That's what I remember you coming back with. Yeah. To be to be clear, they do they did have Wi-Fi. It was just that our Wi-Fi was broken. They called it Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. That damn Wi-Fi's broken. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.